A young man was found on Capel Street early this morning in the midst of the Pride celebrations. He was severely bruised and is now said to be in a critical condition. No, you can't say that. He brought it on himself, did he? This is a hate crime. Well, if you're a lad and you're wearing heels and glitter splashed up your face, you're attracting the wrong kind of attention, aren't you? So, if this was a woman who was scantily dressed, you're saying she brought it on herself if she's sexually assaulted or even raped? No, of course I'm not saying that. I'm saying that, yeah, we may have passed gay marriage and all that, but in its core, Ireland is still conservative and you have to give it time to get to grips with all this change. No, no, no. Build it up. Don't throw it in people's faces. But it was pride, Keith. This is one of the few days gay people can feel safe and express themselves, and that didn't happen last night. We went onto the streets of Dublin to ask local residents what they thought of the brutal attack and found Angela Murphy, a resident of Smithfield. It's a disgrace. I mean, my son is gay. I can't believe this is still happening in 2018. And didn't you say you saw the boy when he was being taken away to hospital? Did you see the severity of his injuries? Never seen anything like it. His face was black with bruises. Looked like someone was trying to rip the face off him. You could still see the speckles of glitter on his face. It's just awful it is. Visiting the iconic George, the staff seemed utterly distraught with the news. If there's one thing the gay community have grown accustomed to, it's attacks on our friends and family for being who they are. Um, we're also never crushed by these displays of hate. It, it just spurs us on to speak louder and wear brighter colours. So come at us, oh, we can take you on. Have you ever been to Prospect? My name's Nick. I've worked there for just under a year. It's that bar that's facing Christchurch, run by newlyweds Gary and Ellen Tyrrell. It's the one that's got the black front and the big glossy window giving you a glimpse at the life you should be leading. People in suits falling through the doors, coked out of their heads at five in the morning. They're the people who go there. Mid-30s professional types with too much money in their pockets and no moral compass. The kind that think they can buy you with a flash of card. Sorry. Sorry, yeah, hi. Um, can you pop another round of the porn star martinis on our tab, please? Uh, yeah, where are you sitting? OK, thanks. The ones that dress like they've got class and decency, but don't. Yeah, sorry, I know you're busy there, uh, but my girlfriend ordered at Gordon's and she did actually want a cucumber, so can we get Hendrix? Are you serious? Yeah, that'd be sound, mate. Cheers. I like to wave at any regulars I see on the street the next day. Their eyes always bulge and I laugh, because I know they've no memory of me helping them get sick the night before. You'd think experiences like that would keep people together. Sometimes, if you turn up earlier in the day, you can see a bald man lean up against the front smoking. Looking like he owns the world. Or at least that world. Alright Jackie, back in again. Jeez, we'd hardly need any new other punters with you keeping us afloat. Oh Gary, honestly, the only thing that got me through work is the thoughts of this cure I'll be having now in a minute. Nicole is in at the bar there. Tell her I said the force one's on us. And if she gives you any smart comments, you can send her out to me. Like most places, 
prospect has its secrets. Its own little story behind it. Family feuds, deception, corruption. If the public were to hear everything that goes on in there, they'd be gossiping over their G&Ts for weeks. Not to mention the havoc it would create for everyone involved. Take the sort of behaviour of the staff, for example. Where are we used to? I was just getting Nick to sort something out for me. Where do you want to go for lunch, love? Here, Nick. Grandpa's 50 off Kev there. He bought Tengu after work. Yeah, grand. Have them torty breaking bags we got the other day. We get rid of them during the shift and just split between us. Yeah, that's the sort of part of the night, so. See, it's not just the overpriced cocktails that keeps this place going. Oh no, we've gotten under the table business to keep us afloat. I'd have 20 for 5, mate. 20 for 5, it's always like that. Yeah, but you're going to get through them, mate. They're really good. Jesus Christ. Prospect is the kind of place that knows its customers, gives them the experience they desire, feeds their ego, and keeps them reaching for their Michael Kors purses night after night. But for those of us behind the bar, and certainly the godforsaken part-timers, it's a different service altogether. Where are you? Drop one more thing tonight, and I'll fucking drop you. Do you hear me? Yeah, yeah, sorry Gary. Swear it won't happen again. They just keep grabbing at me and it's freaking me out. Fucking get over it. I mean, what do you expect? Yeah, it can be kind of shit. If you're on a late shift and maybe James or Aaron isn't around, the customers can get really lechy. And you know, Gary's not going to have your back. Yeah, and the good outweighs the bad. It's a really fun place to work, but a lot of the time I don't feel particularly safe. That's Jess and Neve. Part-time floor staff. Like, a lot of the time, it feels like us and them, whether that's the customers or even Gary, but we're a real family. Yeah, I mean, the nights out are gas. Oh, yes, we've got it all here at Prospect. Working here has been one of my more successful and definitely pleasurable jobs. If I hadn't started here, I would have never met Aaron. Oh, I'm telling you now, if I 40, bud, thanks. I'm mad about her. Having her down this weekend to meet the rest of the family. You're... Two smithics? Yeah, I got it. Will you hold on? Jesus fucking Christ. Sorry. You're proper whipped. It's rotten. Says you. Who won't shut up over Mrs. Gary Tyrrell. Oh, Aaron. But she's gorgeous. I love her, Aaron. I don't know how much longer I can handle seeing her with him. Oh, she's a roast. I... Oh, for fuck's sake. Monica. Someone's just puked over there. Can't be dealing with this. Get James. Bit busy, hon. You're gonna have to deal with it yourself. Aaron's one of the only people I trust in this bar. He's taken care of me since I started working here. He's best mates with his little brother James. And honestly, you haven't seen a doubting big brother till you've seen that pair together. He's quite like a big brother to me too. You know... A brother that makes inappropriate comments about my sexuality and competes with me on how many girls we both banged. 
Honestly, Nick, at this point I feel like we both want the same thing, but mine's straightforward and yours is forbidden love and all that shite. I wouldn't call it love. Would you not? That sensitive bastard. Anyone who meets Aaron loves him. If I wasn't into girls myself, I'd probably be drooling over him like every young one who walks into Prospect. Typical barman. All the girls want to fuck him. All the lads want to be friends with him. He's got one of those cheeky twinkles in his eye. I sound like I'm mad about him, don't I? Christ. Anyway, Aaron takes care of nights out too. Once it starts to die down, the last punters are leaving, strung out of it and hopping up and down like they have a pogo stick attached to their arses. The barber comes ours and we have the place to ourselves. Right, lads. On record, what's your favourite thing about working in Prospect? After work pints. It's obviously Vanya. Best security guard on the south side. Uh, you know, I've been working here seven years. It's the people. Even before Gary and Ellen owned this place. But now, you guys, family. Uh, watching James struggling with the kegs. <laughs> what about you, Ellen? Ah, uh, you know, I created this place and I can look around any night of the week and see people enjoying it. It's not your lovely staff, no? <laughs> Definitely still. I usually do. I do like the nights out, though. Get the fuck off that table and shut the fuck up. Turn that shit off. Do you hear that lad singing? That's James I was talking about before. Aaron's brother. You know... When we moved up here first, we didn't really know anybody. People from the town who moved up too, I suppose. But once we got the job here, it was like a built-in friendship. You're hearing a rare moment of seriousness from the boys. Like, you know, up there, there's a lot of different pressures. They weren't bad, but they weren't always great with him about the gay thing. So it was basically like, when Aaron left, it was like, fuck this, you're coming too. Are you happy here? Of course I'm happy. Look around you. I can be myself here. Do what I want. Act like I want. Fuck who you want. (laughs) (laughs) James was attacked last night. I don't know if you'd even call it an attack. According to what I've heard in the news and radio, he was fucking destroyed. I mean, like, airport cordoned off, bag left unattended, destroyed. It's been reported that this was a hate crime. And Jesus, doesn't it look like it is? Young gay man found, the shy kicked out of him as pride celebrations are going on. Yeah, here, I'm no Sherlock Holmes. Well, not yet anyway. But that looks like a clear-cut case. And if I wasn't the little sleuth that I am... I'd probably pop it into that category too. But if I'm anything, I'm a sneak. And I know things that other people don't. 
liked the fact that James was meant to be going to the George that night. A young man was found on Capel Street early this morning in the midst of the Pride celebrations. He was severely bruised and is now said to be in a critical condition. So why was he found around the corner from Panty Bar? In the exact opposite direction from where he'd planned to go. Because they planted him there. Whoever did this to him thought they were clever. Dumping him outside the nearest gay bar. But it was the wrong bar. The fools. It's being made look like James was attacked by someone he doesn't know. But lads, if you've learnt anything from criminal minds, it's that most attacks, assaults and rapes are carried out by people you do know. On the night of Pride, I was just up the road at Mother. Ten bottles in and sunburnt to bits after the day that we had. I glance up for my bottle of Corona which looks like it's got someone else's swill in it since the last time I put it down. And I notice someone's giving me the finger me eye. I begin to walk up to the girl. A brunette with big juicy lips and a silvery slip dress with a low cut back that screams, I've only been out for about five minutes. When a big butch rounds on me giving me a look like a bear protecting her cub, claw round them and nostrils flaring. I'm just about to excuse myself from the situation when I feel a buzz in my pocket. I check my phone and I have a text that reads This is all going to be out tomorrow. I never wanted to hurt that lad but I saw the text from you on her phone. This is on you. read the text again and I tried to comprehend what it means and who it's referring to. I never wanted to hurt that lad. I saw the text from you on her phone. This is on you. I shoulder my way through the crowd until I'm outside the club with a vision of feather boas in skyscraper heels charging towards me. I huddle in the side alley and go back to my phone. Slide through my phone book. Hand shaking. I find the right number. The person who sent the text. You're about to hear that phone call. You're about to hear the person that attacked James. They might sound a tad familiar. Because you're about to hear Gary. The owner of Prospect. Here, what the fuck are you playing at? See you now. Where are you? What lad are you talking about? I told you something bad would happen, but you, you don't listen. You think you can do whatever you want right under my nose. Gary, where are you? What's something bad? Carrying on, texting her like I know nothing. I've seen it. I know. This is what happens when you try and get in my way. What does this have to do with her, Gary? What the fuck have you done? Do you think I'm a fool? Gonna sit by and watch all this go on. Look, I'm a tick. I know. Why are you texting me fucked up shy trying to scare me? What lad are you on about? This isn't my fault. 
This is on you. He was just there in his full fucking get-up. The lot of you, they're all the same. You did this. Thinking I don't know what you been at with her. Are you talking about James? You did this. Gary, where is he? Is he okay? This has to stop. You better watch yourself. Gary, where's James? What the fuck is... Gary. Gary! The her we're referring to there is Gary's wife and business partner. Formidable and rootless as any woman of high career status must be. Ladies and gents, me Ellen. Be a bit quieter then, because your husband is literally oh, upstairs. Oh, don't talk about him right now. <sighs> Just to clarify, that is in fact the sound of me having sex with my boss. And as you might have gathered, it's not exactly the best kept secret in the bar. Secrets in Prospect aren't really kept quiet per se. It's more of a turn the other cheek type of thing. Everyone has something on someone, so it's usually best to take your cue from the Catholic Church and just look the other way. Until now, I guess. There's plenty of things I've seen go down that place. Things I had no intention of actively bringing to light. But there's a 19-year-old in critical condition in James's hospital, and I figure it's time to rethink my modus operandi. I owe it to James. And Gary deserves it. But I digress. I haven't yet addressed the reason for the many recordings I have from work. You may be wondering why you just heard me banging the owner of Prospect in the stockroom. Why I have files and files of daily life at the bar recorded. I'm not going to lie, people. I have no official training. No real MI6 aspirations. And here's the thing. None of that started because of James. All the recording and Nancy Drew behaviour started with the lovely Monica, my floor manager. James, baby, can you leave the book on Gary's desk when you're done? I'll just have a quick smoke. That fucking two o'clock group left me with a migraine. Nick, honey, watch the door. I swear, look at the crow's feet, guys. I am aging. In prospect, most things that happen behind closed door need to stay that way. It's all about keeping that slick, professionals friendly front. Like twenty for five, mate. How much? Fifty for five, it's always like that. Are you sure? Yeah, but look I can see them. Can I see them? But there's no harm throwing an ear to those closed doors, is there? I love a good closed door, hush hush convo. To be fair, it's much juicier. For the last few months there's been something not quite adding up with the keg orders. Now you need to understand, 
Monica is literally a machine. 25 years old, two kids, been building a steady life for herself here since she was 15. The woman makes no mistakes, suffers no fools gladly and holds her points like a fucking viking. If we were getting shorted on keg deliveries, there'd be smashed skulls and Monica would be standing there over the corpses. But nope. Weeks go by and orders aren't matching deliveries. Nobody mentions anything. So I thought I'd sus, nosy little shit that I am. I thought I was doing Monica a favour by letting her know. It went a bit like this. And please excuse my offensive Romanian accent. Dearest Monica, I wanted to bring to your very capable attention the fact that we've been ordering 15 kegs of Guinness for the past while and not receiving the correct amount. I have noticed your attempts to take control of the stock count and I'm wondering if there is anything going on because there is an absolute bang of fish off this whole situation. Basically, Nick, you can fuck off. I'm pretty much your boss and I don't like your accusatory tone, honey. In future, you can leave the stock counts to me because I am being very shady and might try fight you. Also, I have children, so back off. Also, Gary likes me, so there's that. Ah, uh, yeah, sound. I don't particularly care about whatever dodgy dealings you're involved in, but you'd probably want to be careful. Also, Gary's a prick, so there's that. Keep this to yourself or else. Bring your stock takes to me. Loyalty is important. You are definitely not. Sorry about it, honey. And then I waddled off my tail between my legs. Slightly scared and with an outrageous self-righteousness considering I've dealt coke in the stockroom of this bar before. Said nothing. Kept the chin down but an eye out. And then one afternoon I'm early for work. So I nipped down the stockroom for a snaky bottle. And remember what I said about what you can learn listening at doors and prospect? Well, this discovery wasn't quite as fun. Pushed ferocious mumbles call me over to the door. White paint flaking off like a scab. Behind it I hear Monica and Gary arguing. She's in a panic. He's as sociopathically calm as ever. And they're talking about me. Gary's saying, if it ever comes out, even if it doesn't, there's only one person going down for laundering in this place. And it won't be you, Monica. Three guesses for which lucky fucker on the staff wins a lovingly handcrafted money laundering charge in this scenario. You guessed it. The bastards were planning on keeping watch over me. And if at any moment it looked like I was going to rah, bam, I've been framed. I'd take sweating over a vat of chips for minimum wage any day over this, I swear. I did what any sensible person would do, lads. I bugged the shit out of the place. Stockroom, office, bar, cloakroom, boots. Testing, testing. Let's catch a rap, bitches. What are you at, you mad thing? There's a rake of Owens in the back booth dying for their Bacardis. I made sure I was protected. Any conversations regarding me going down for the laundry will be recorded on file and I was covered and then all this happened with James and I decided fuck everything people need to know what happened that lad who knows what else Gary has gotten away with over the years so this is it recorded on the fly more info as I get it 
I'm going to expose the shite out of Gary Tyrrell. And even if I have to go down for it too, the truth shall out. Next stop, tell Aaron the crack. I've been Nick. Stay tuned, folks. A young man was found on Cable Street early this morning in the midst of the fight has its secrets. Who the fuck you think you are, you little dyke bitch? I'm sorry, I just can't live with myself. What's all this about recordings, Nick? What the fuck have you been playing? <laughs> I've been Nick. Stay tuned, folks. Prospect 57 podcast is brought to you by the Headstuff Podcast Network in association with Queer Moon Productions. Prospect 57 is recorded in Dublin City Centre, mixed and edited by Taz Kelleher, produced by Taz Kelleher and the Headstuff Podcast Network. If you like Prospect 57, tune into the next episode. The Hospital. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. 